Hi everyone, welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. You're about to listen to a sermon on John chapter 19 verses 1 to 16 and it starts out with a passage being read. This is the first of a three-part series in the run-up to Easter looking at the passion narrative in John's Gospel and today we're thinking all about power and authority and where our allegiance lies. This is just a little reminder, uh, once again, if you haven't already, do check out the Understand the Bible website. That's understandthebible.uk. There's more content available there and on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well, just to get these every week. And if you're able to, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave the podcast a a rating and uh, maybe even a review, as it would really help uh, new listeners to find Understand the Bible. So thanks so much for joining in. Thanks so much for your support. And I hope that you enjoy. That's John chapter 19, verses 1 to 16. And that's on page 1087 in the Church Bibles. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they slapped him in the face. Once more Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law he must die because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? he asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realise I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power over me, if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement, which in Aramaic is Gabbatha. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, Take him away! Take him away! Crucify him! Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, who has um, who has the true power 
in our world? Who's got the true power in our society? Maybe you think, well, perhaps the government do, or maybe SAGE, or maybe it's the police, or the army, or whoever it might be. Who has, uh, who has the true power? Or what about, what about ourselves? Who has the true power over us? Who do we obey? Who do we listen to? Who do we obey? This passage is all about power. The words about king power mentioned a lot uh, in this passage. And that's what this passage is really looking at uh, and exploring. It starts out with uh, Pilate taking Jesus and having him flogged. And, uh, and they mock him. They say, hail, king of the Jews. And they slap him in the face. Now Jesus, as early as John chapter 1, had been, uh, had been acknowledged as the king. John chapter 1 verse 49. Uh, and uh, Nathaniel says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. So Nathaniel, as far back as John chapter 1, acknowledges Jesus to be, uh, to be the king. Um, and this must have been um, common, common knowledge for Pilate to, uh, to sort of uh, say that and for them to say that. But that's how the world treats uh, God's king, isn't it? That mocking and ridicule and rejection, that is how the world treats Jesus and, and how the world treats God. And so um, Pilate, he, um, he, he comes out and he says, look, I'm bringing him out. I find no basis for a charge against him. And Jesus comes out. He wears the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate says to them, here's the man. He says, look, this man poses no danger. There's no basis for a charge. Look, look how powerless he is. Look what a ridiculous figure this is. There is absolutely no, no reason to kill him because he, he poses no danger. I can't see what's wrong, why you would want to kill him. Um, but the chief priests and the officials saw him. They shouted, crucify. And Pilate says, well, you take him and crucify him. And knowing full well that the Jews did not have that power. They didn't have the authority to put anyone, give anyone the death penalty. Um, and that's the reason why they handed him over to the Romans in the first place. They were under Roman occupation. They couldn't just um, uh, put, the, put anyone under the death sentence that they liked. They had to get the Romans to do it. And so Pilate rejects, uh, rejects their claims again. He says, I find no basis for a charge against him. And uh, the Jewish leaders say, well, we have a law. He claimed to be the son of God. That's why he must die. Pilate hears this and he's afraid. Why is he afraid? I think he must have been a very superstitious uh, man, as I guess um, was probably more, more common in those days. If you hear someone's the son of God, you think, oh dear, could this be a God in, in human form or something? Um, and Pilate thinks, what could be going on here? Who is this Jesus? And that's what he asks. He says, where do you come from? Jesus doesn't give an answer. And Jesus knows, you know, you, he can't, can't answer that question. Um, because he's from God. He's the son of God. And uh, he, he can't actually aren't really answer that question to Pilate uh, without, really, without Pilate understanding who he really is. And so um, Pilate just 
uh, says, do you refuse to speak to me? Don't you realise I have power either to free you or crucify you? So Pilate thinks that he's the one in charge. Pilate says, I've got the power to crucify you or, um, or to set you free. But Jesus just says to him, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. You wouldn't have power if it wasn't given to you by God from above. So the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. He says that the one who handed him over, um, Caiaphas the high priest and, and the Jewish uh, leaders who would handed Jesus over to the Romans, were guilty of the greater sin because they were the ones who really uh, wanted Jesus dead. And, um, and it says then, from then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king uh, opposes Caesar. So they're twisting Pilate's arm. They're trying to, to uh, basically get Pilate to, to do what he didn't want to do. Uh, and it worked. And it worked. When Pilate heard this, he sits him down on the, uh, the um, sits down on a judge's seat, and um, uh, it said it was about Passover. It's a pre- preparation of the Passover. Sorry, about noon, which may be when the Passover lambs were, were sacrificed. Interesting, isn't it, that, that this is happening then? And um, Pilate says, "Here is your king," and uh, and they said, "Crucify him." He says, "Shall I crucify your king?" Again, it's the, the repetition, the king is your king. Shall I crucify your king? And um, I just thought it's how, of how, what a, a ridiculous spectacle, you know, that these people were, were shouting for the crucifixion of their, their king. And you think about what that said, um, you know, that the, the scorn they heap on Jesus's head, they're heaping on their own heads. Now imagine if we were shouting for the crucifixion of our, our own king or queen you know how how what that that would reflect on us and this is what's happening here and um, this one line here we have no king but caesar the chief priests answered i think that's the most shocking line in the whole gospel i think that's the most shocking line in the whole gospel we have no king but caesar who was supposed to be their king? Well, Jesus, of course, and, and God. That was who uh, was supposed to be their king. And in that one, in that one, um, one line, they reveal their true allegiance. They reveal who they stand with. And they're saying, we stand with Caesar. And we stand with the world against God and against Jesus. They reveal themselves for who they truly are, crucifying the Son of God, their King, standing with the world. So who had the power then, going back to what we were thinking about power, who had the power in this, uh, in this scenario? Was it Pilate? Pilate certainly thought he had the power but he actually, he couldn't prevent an innocent man, a man he believed to be innocent, from being crucified. He couldn't prevent Jesus from being crucified. Was it the Jewish authorities? Did they have the power? 
Well, as, as Pilate reminded them, they couldn't crucify Jesus without the help of the Romans. They didn't have the authority. They didn't have the power to do that. Now, actually, Jesus is the one who had the power. This is what it says in, uh, in Acts chapter 2, verse 23. This man, Jesus, was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. It was God's plan, God's foreknowledge, that Jesus was handed over. And it, it, it really reminded me, as I was reading this, the verse which um, kind of came to me was Psalm 110, verse 2. That the Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. And I just thought about that verse and was thinking, there's Jesus, the king, the true king, in the midst of his enemies, ruling over them. Isn't that an amazing thing to think about? Jesus in the midst of his enemies, ruling over them. And so, as we come to, to a close, I'd just like to, to think about, to leave you with the question, where is our allegiance? Where is our allegiance? Do we stand with Jesus or do we stand with the world? And that's the question that comes out with this, uh, isn't it? Are we prepared to stand with Christ, with Jesus, even if it means facing uh, mocking and persecution and opposition from the world? Because that's how the world treats Jesus. Are we willing to stand with him even if it means uh, receiving opposition from the world. This is what it says in, uh, in Revelation chapter chapter 3, one of the letters to the churches. And I'll just leave you with, uh, with these words. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So the one who's victorious, the one who walks with Jesus, despite whatever the world may throw at us, Jesus said, I will give the right to sit on my throne with me, to rule with him. And that's something that we can uh, keep our eyes fixed on, to keep us going, even when we face uh, difficult days. Now let's take a moment to pray as we, as we close. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us to uh, remember that Jesus is King, even in the midst of, of difficult and trying circumstances. And we pray that you would help us to stand firmly uh, with Jesus, um, for our allegiance to be with him, whatever may come in this life and in this world. And we pray that as we come up towards this Easter season, uh, this time of uh, remembering and reflecting on the cross and on the resurrection, that you would help us to be people who are shaped by your cross and your resurrection uh, more and more. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.